This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Missy Darden, and our special guest today is operator Adobe Guacham from East Colorado Boulevard FSR, and coming soon, Lake and Bolston FSR in Pasadena, California. Adobe, we're so excited to have you. How are you doing today? I am great. I am great. Good morning to you guys. It is rainy out here in Southern California. It is great to see you guys. Good morning. Awesome. We're so excited to have you. And today we're going to talk about team member mental health and wellness. So excited to dive into that topic. But as always, we would love to hear from you first, Adobe. And what is your background and how did you get into Chick-fil-A? Yeah, um, man. Okay, so my background, I feel like I've told these stories before. Started working for a competitor when I was looking for a job when I was young, 16, 17 years old. Nobody would hire me because I was very shy, uh, very introverted. Um, so the only place that would hire me was McDonald's. Uh, I was looking at McDonald's one day and then this gentleman walked in and said, man, I love your attitude. I love your persona. I would love for you to come work for me. So I said, all right, if you hire my little brother who was 16 at the time looking for a job, I will come work for you. So we both started working at the first freestanding restaurant that opened in California, which is Chino Hills back in 2004. So that's when I started my Chick-fil-A journey. From there, fell in love with Chick-fil-A, decided to pursue business because I wanted to be an operator. Um, ended up working, um, doing a stint as a grand opening supervisor, and then ended up working at the corporate office. So I actually lived in Atlanta for a few years as what we call now an LDP consultant. So I was the first one on under Mac Baker and Hayward Hoover. And then in 2014, I got selected to be an operator back in California. Awesome. So to get us started, we'd just love to hear from you. You know, why is mental health and well-being for your team members important to you? Man, where do I begin? Uh, wow. Uh, so about a few years ago, um, this was something that I started kind of taking a look at for myself. Um, I'm the kind of person that I hold myself to just a very high regards, in regards to perfectionism, hard work, all of that. But I started realizing that, hey, you know, in order to take care of my team, I need to make sure that I took care of myself. So I started on my, you know, mental well-being as well in regards to um, how do I take care of myself? How do I ensure that, hey, it is okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up about it. Um, and then, um, when I started having conversations with my team members, uh, it goes beyond of like, Hey, that leadership development. And it goes beyond of like, Hey, how do you back correctly? How do you take orders correctly? What they were coming to me and talking to me about is, Hey, there's stuff that's happening at home. Things that they were struggling with. Hey, how did they manage the stress of home life, school life, work life? And I was not equipped to handle that because I didn't know how to navigate through that. So started thinking through it and I started talking to a few folks in the community and I realized, hey, there are some resources that I have um, within, my own, um, within my own capacity that I can use. Um, so there is this school here called Fuller Seminary that also offers um, mental well-being to some of their students. I'm partnering them. I was able to get some of my team members um, towards that. There was an incident a few years ago. 
I was actually I was actually out traveling and I got a call from one of my team members and she was just crying. Um, she said, I can't take it anymore, I can't do this anymore. Like almost, you know, to the point of um and probably had to call all um I probably had to call the authorities. And I just stayed on the floor with her. I said, Hey, you're gonna be okay, you're gonna be okay. Um, I called one of my assistants. Um, she was able to come over and um, help her, and we were able to take her take her over to um, one of the doctors um, over at over at Fuller Seminary to just kind of help help her navigate through the things that she's struggling with. This was hard. This was very challenging for me. And you know, I think as operators, you know, some of us get into this business. You think, hey, it's all about selling chicken and making like it's not. Um, I have realized here in the past few years that it is so much more than that. There is this stewardship that we have for the lives and the souls of the team members that we have been entrusted with. Um, and I am the kind of person that I take that very, very seriously. Um, I take great ownership of that just to make sure that my team members are okay. Because if they're not okay mentally, you know, spiritually, I mean, it's going to be hard for you to ask them to give their role to do you know, $4,000, $5,000 a day. Like, no, I want you to go home. I want you to take care of yourself so that you can be able to be your best for the guest. So that was how I kind of started this journey of like, hey, this is something that's really important. And how do I help my team members kind of navigate through it? So fast forward in 2019, I started um, kind of thinking through, hey, I'm, I'm getting older, but my team members age kept getting the same. It was around that 20 years old or 21 years old. Back when I started in 2014, I felt like it was, okay, we're all millennials. It's good to kind of navigate through it. But as I started getting older, I realized I am disconnecting from my team. Like this, like they are Gen Z's now. What's going on? I don't understand what it is that they're needing and all of that. So I took it upon myself to actually go back to school. Um, so I went back to school uh, to get a master's degree. So I went, I enrolled at Azusa Pacific University over here in the LA area, um, a master's in leadership. And my courses um, navigated to around, hey, what is the next workforce looking for? And that next workforce is Generation Z. So in navigating through that and learning about that, I learned a lot about, hey, how do I cater to this next generation of workforce? Um, how do I seek to meet their needs and be that employer of choice that they may be looking for? So that's kind of like how that process started for me and kind of where my journey is right now with my team members on it. I appreciate you sharing all of that in your journey and um, and thank you for being vulnerable with what your team member faced. Um, unfortunately, that's something that I've been hearing from a lot of operators. Um, as a part of our team, Angela Reed leads the Chick-fil-A Together Fund. And so we also have a lot of team members who are, are facing a lot of hardship and disasters and you know, I'm just grateful that they have operators like you and resources like the Together Fund. But I first want to pause and ask a question about what you learned, because I think it's incredibly interesting that you went back to school to learn what the next generation wants. So what are some of the things that you learned? And then I have a, another follow-up question to what you shared. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Man, uh, Gen Z, they are, this is an amazing generation. Um, This is an amazing, amazing generation. Like, they can learn anything they want on YouTube, 
uh, social media. Um, they are very, um, and I think sometimes, you know, the mindset of some employees is like, oh, they're lazy. They just want to be social media influencers. No, they are hungry for opportunities. They are hungry for entrepreneurship. They are hungry for community. So let's think about here in the past two years, you know, you have high school students or college students that were essentially, they lost their community due to the pandemic. Hey, for us as employers, how do we create an atmosphere of community for them? Because that's something that they're looking for. So when you think about um, your restaurants, your businesses, hey, what does community look like? And how do you help them develop that community outside of the computer screen? Um, they are looking for opportunities for growth. So give them the opportunity. They are very, instead of just having, oh, I just want you to know how to take orders on registers. I just want you to know how to take orders on IPOS. No, they want to learn more. They want to be um, able to do different things or multitask. They are high level multitaskers. So that's something that I've learned. The entrepreneurship. And then the last thing, which is the biggest thing is this generation is the most anxious and most, um, and they are the ones that would say that most depressed, um, generation. Um, I believe the number is um, upwards of 60%. And a lot of that comes from the comparison that they are seeing on social media thinking, oh, so-and-so is doing this. Why am I not doing this now? Oh, I feel like I should be here. Why am I not there? Um, so there's a lot that is getting thrown out then. Um, and I think that creates for that anxiousness and that depression. So realizing that, um, for us as employers, it's like, Hey, how do we, we're not going to meet all of that. We're not going to meet all of that needs, but Hey, what are the things that we can do, um, in our repertoire to be able to help them through and navigate through that. So that's what I've realized, um, it's been, it's been, it's been hard. Don't get me wrong. Um, there has been some tough conversations that I've had here recently in helping navigate. Um, so last year I added the corporate chaplains of America, uh, to our team, uh, and it's been helpful. You know, it took a little while in the beginning for them to get comfortable with the chaplain that they assigned to us. So what this chaplain does, his name is Jim. And I appreciated that he was also bilingual because I want my, my team is a very inclusive, very, like very, very inclusive. Um, I didn't want my Spanish speaking team members to feel like, Hey, we have this resource, but they're not able to utilize it. Um, and I had, I had a team member that, um, I'll probably just not say because they may listen, but to, to put for her to be able to speak to him and kind of navigate through, um, the challenges that she's having at home, um, that has been very helpful and to be able to speak in her language and to help and for him to help her understand like, Hey, what are some things that she can be doing to kind of help her? And this is someone that I, I believe can be a great, a great leader for us that right now it's just tough for her to reach that potential because of the, this issue that she is dealing at home. So, but yeah, corporate chaplains of America has been very helpful. Um, one thing that I had to kind of help them understand is like, Hey, not everyone on my team is a person of faith. Um, to just be very cognizant of how to approach just conversations because I want my team to feel like, hey, they can still come to him without them feeling like, hey, Christianity is being kind of, you know, pushed on them. Mm -hmm. So, That's yeah. Definitely. 
I appreciate you sharing that um, and, and about all these resources that you're offering to them. And I'm curious how you as the operator create this culture in your restaurant where they feel they can bring their full selves to work. Absolutely. It starts with orientation. It starts with orientation. At orientation, we make them aware that, hey, we're here for you. Um, we, you know, we, we, re we reiterate this, like, Hey, we want you to come to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You come for what you can do, but we, you stay for who you can become. Now I've heard that. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what, what we really try to do here at our location, leadership development, but Hey, to get to that, Hey, let's make sure you are your whole self. Um, so we offer those resources like every month we are bringing it up and sending an email. We have our Slack channels that we talk about. Hey, if you're struggling with something, if you need something, this is the number to call. This is Jim's direct line. If you need something, hey, Adobe is here for you. Dobbs is here for you so that you can, like, they all have my cell phone number. Um, and when they reach out, I'm, they're not asking me about, Hey, how do I become a leader? Do I get a raise? No, we, I have executive directors that deal with that. What they reach out to me about is like, Hey, doves, I'm dealing with this. Like, Hey, can we talk? Can we go grab breakfast? I have a permanent breakfast spot here every Pasadena. I was like, Hey, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's go chill. Let's go talk. What do you need? How can I help? How can I support? But being available, um, is something that I've really really, really try for my team. And there's a lot of us right now. We are 167 team members and we're looking to be at 250. So realizing that I also have to be cognizant of what that means for me. Um, how do I make sure that I am my whole self so that I can be able to lead them? So how do I guard my heart? Because it can become a lot. It can become a lot trying to help um, help your team be the best that they can be. So yeah, it definitely can. And how do you do that? Um, how do you protect yourself? You brought up your mental health earlier. How do you protect your mental health while also supporting your team? Yeah, um, I'm, I grew up Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria. Um, I, um, you know, straight African family, all of that. So we are very like, hey. You just make things happen. You just make things happen. You don't have to don't talk about your emotions. Don't talk about any of that. You just you just gotta push through and make things happen. Um, when I became an operator, I was trying to you know do all of that. Um, however, a few years into it, I realized I can't just keep pushing through. Like I need to talk to somebody. I need to make sure that I'm okay. So I actually I started going to therapy, and this is something that I highly recommend for operators. On my team, I'm the only operator. I am the only operator in my business. So I'm the only one that now that you know deals with those challenges and knows like, hey, because I have multiple shift managers, I have multiple team lenders, I have all of that. So they have a circle of people that they can talk to. Uh for me, having someone that can help me navigate through the personal issues, the business issues, all of that, it has been really helpful. And that was a journey that I started about six, two years into becoming an operator. And it has done wonders for me um, because it helps me to kind of remove the fog. I felt like it was just, it was a lot, but it just helped me remove the fog of like, hey, I can be myself. There's no way I can be able to lead, you know, my team, my business without making sure that I can also lead myself. And part of leading myself is to make sure that 
I'm taking care of myself. So I have a business coach. I have uh, a personal therapist that helps me kind of navigate through that. And that's something I feel like this is the healthiest I've ever been in the past eight years of me being a business owner. Um, and a lot of that had to do with me going through this journey. So as operators, like we have so much challenges. I mean, especially here in California, there are legislations getting thrown at, thrown at us left to right. Um, it's hard. It's hard. And I'm not married. I don't have kids yet. And that's my hope one day. I can't imagine what it's like for my fellow operators that are married, that do have kids and do run their business, like those challenges that they are going through. And that's something that I would recommend for all operators. It's like just to consider of like, hey, who are the people that you're talking to to kind of help you navigate through those things? So, okay. yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And thank you so much for your vulnerability um, and just sharing your journey. And I'm so happy to hear that you are the healthiest that you've been. I mean, I, I your energy and what you radiate is just joy. So I'm sure that that means a lot to your team, too, to know that you are well and taken care of and that they feel taken care of, too. Um, you've brought up your, your leaders and your different levels of leaders a couple of times. So I'm just curious how they're involved in really stewarding your culture and also creating this environment where team members can, once again, bring their their full selves to work and bring an emphasis to team member mental health and wellness. Yeah, they they know like, hey, this is our vision. Well, not our vision, but this is something that we um, that we really strive for. The vision for our business is to be the most caring restaurants in Pasadena. So, what care looks like is how we take care of obviously our team members, how we take care of our guests, and then also how we take care of our community that we have been entrusted entrusted to do business in. Um, they know, um, hey, if someone is struggling, hey, if something is going on that, hey, they may have more of a closer relationship with a team member, hey, let's talk about it. Let's bring it up. Like, hey, what can we do to navigate through that? At Next, we talked about this. Of like, hey, what do you want your culture of your restaurant to be? The culture of my restaurant is like, I want my team to be a group of individuals that not just do life inside of work, but also do life outside of work. So my team knows that they can call on any leader. They can call on me to be able to help them. And I think that has helped us with our community, our culture, and then also just people wanting to be a part of our team and our retention. So it's a lot to ask of like, hey, stepping in into a DV situation or anything like that. But um, our team, they need someone that they can count on. They, When you see them walking into work and you just to no longer see that joy in their face. I, I step I'm like, hey, what's going on? And it's always, hey, they have something going on. I'm like, well, you can take the day off. Um, we've offered them, like we have uh, paid sick leave. So my team knows that, hey, you can use your paid sick leave for a mental health day. It doesn't have to be you going to the hospital. It doesn't have to be you having to, um, you know, being actually sick with something. It's like, hey, you can take your paid sick leave for a mental health day. And just take care of yourself. So being able to offer them those opportunities for them to say, hey, we really do embody what we say that we are going to do. So I hope that helps. It's helpful. I like I went off on a tangent there. No, I mean, um, you've mentioned now um, a couple of different resources and offerings that you have, but I want to be sure we capture all of them. So outside of the sick leave and the chaplain and then partnering with the school, is there anything else that you offer to your team as it relates to mental health and wellness? 
But yeah, no. So I think, you know, just making yourself accessible um, and they may come to you and they may be something that they share is like, okay, hey, how we are operators. We have great, great connections in our community or whatever it, it, the case may be. Like, hey, one day, like, you know, what does marriage counseling? There are a couple of marriage counselings like, hey, that you can partner with to help the ones that are married to kind of help navigate their relationships. Hey, how can we step in and support and help them through that? And if it means like, hey, I pay, I pay for something out of my own pocket or out of the FCR, like that's something that I am willing to make that connection, to make that investment, because I look at it as an investment into my team, um, into my business as well. So those are the things that I've, um, that I've, uh, that I've done. That's great. I think I still can't get over the your intentionality too of going to school to even learn about this younger generation because I've done my own research and yeah, they, they've got a lot going on. And I thought I'm a millennial and I thought we had a lot going on. So I think that your intentionality no, to no, all they do. And, I, and, and this generation, I'm trying to find if I have, I think I may have it on my other library. There's this book um, that's called, and I always recommend it. So I'm also an operator coach for some brand new operators. Um, it's called Z Economy. Um, I would definitely recommend for operators to just pick it up. It's a quick read to just just kind of hear like, hey, what is it that what is it this generation is looking for in regards to work and just the economy? There are billions and billions of dollars in the Generation Z, and that's we're not we're not gonna shy away from it. We are not gonna get away from it. This is our next generation of workforce, and it will be very, very wise for us as business owners to really seek to understand, hey, what it is that they're looking for. We can't just we can't just be okay for them to come in and adapt to what it is that you have and all of that. A generation Z will probably leave work because the vibe is off. Like, nah, I don't feel the vibe. And they will go they will not even have another job and they'll just quit. You know, we've got to create the right vibe for them. We've got to create the right community, the right culture for them to be able to excel and for them to feel like, hey, you are pouring into them. So it's we got to have to rethink the strategy. Like what it was 10 years ago is not the same this year. So we got to rethink that as we continue to lead our businesses. So that's great. I love what you said, creating, we got to create the right vibe. Um, yes, create the vibe, create the right vibe, create the right community, create the right culture. Yes. Okay. That's great. Well, I know I've thrown a lot of questions at you and this has been such great discussion, but is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to mention as it relates to your culture and team member mental health and wellness as it relates to your restaurant? You know, I think I've kind of nailed it off. I thought I was talking a lot to it. I feel like I've nailed um, the key aspect. And I think, you know, I, my, if I can encourage operators is, Hey, if this is something that you're really passionate about, be intentional about it. Um, be very intentional in regards to like, Hey, how do you create the space for them to even talk about it and to even be able to be okay, knowing that, Hey, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to take time off. Um, be very intentional about it. We can't ask our team members to come in like we're we're a very busy store. <laughs> we're a very busy store. Uh, Five thousand dollar hours, you know, fifty thousand dollar days is is like it's normal for us. Um, I can't ask my team to come in and do that kind of volume without making sure that mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that they're okay. You know, yeah, we can only do so much, but 
be available and be intentional and making sure your leaders as well understand that, hey, this is something that's, that you're passionate about. And they can also, if you're not accessible, your leaders can be accessible as well. That's great. Well, you answered my last question, which was going to be any advice that you had for operators. Um, any additional advice or was that your, is that your? That's, that's, uh, that's it. And then, you know, seek to understand what this generation is looking for. You know, be a student of this generation. Be a student of this generation to understand and figure out, hey, what are the things you're learning that you can apply in your business? So that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Adobe. Thank you for your vulnerability and being willing to share all the things that you're doing in your restaurant and the culture that you're creating. Um, And that will do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is a resource with articles, videos, podcasts, and all other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you have any questions or want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast, let us know at leadwell at chickfilacom I'm Missy Darden, and thank you for listening in to the Leadwell podcast. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.